Hi guys, it's Darren Griffiths here, the host of Griff's Brain Dump, the podcast you're listening to that you clicked on so you knew I was going to start talking. Anyway, apologies, this pod is so late um, and this has actually been the quietest week I've had. It's probably been the quietest week I've had and I, it's just been late. I haven't got any more update to give you about what's been going on in my life. Um, it's just all prepped towards Edinburgh and all that good stuff. Um, but I'm good. I'm good. I know sometimes people get concerned if I don't do a pod, and it's always nice if people reach out to me. That hasn't happened this time, you bastards. Okay? But I am fine. Family's fine. It's all good. Um, but yeah, I haven't got any more update to give you. So what we're going to do on this episode is just me going straight into some dear Deirdre's. I'm going to do probably five of them. Chat some shit. And, uh, and that's your, your pod for the week. And then we'll get back to the rhythm of things. When I'm in Edinburgh, it will be so consistent. It will have to be because I'll have the free time to do it. But right now, it's all over the place. So we'll get straight into it. My cheating ex sends me crazy texts from her lover's bed. Oh, golly. Dear Deirdre, while she was in bed with her new lover, my cheating ex-girlfriend sent me a message saying how much she misses me. She claims she made a huge mistake and wants us to try again. I'm so hurt and confused. We were together for six years. I'm 39 and she's 36. I had no idea anything was wrong in our relationship until two months ago when one evening over dinner, she just came out and told me she was unhappy. It's never the right time to do it. It never is. I was shocked. I truly hadn't seen it coming. She said our relationship has grown stale and boring, especially in the bedroom. See, when people say that, I hear it, but it takes two to tango, right? You can't just be laying there just getting vanilla pipe, vanilla nons, and just going, this is boring. You're there as well, spicing up. Come in dressed like a chicken. Stop. It's in the bed. You know what I mean? Peck off the underwear. You know, that's what I'm talking about. Deep fry yourself. Cover yourself in 11 secret herbs and spices. And just, just spice it up a bit. You know what I mean? You can't just blame it on your partner. You're part of the vanilla too. You're part of the the ingredients, the recipe. So no, you've got to take accountability. But anyway, especially if she was in the bedroom and she couldn't see herself being with me for the rest of her life. I said, if that's how she felt, she should pack her stuff, leave and not come back. But I didn't really want her to go. What kind of stupid behaviour is this? I was trying to call her bluff and make her change her mind so we could sort things out. Well, it makes me wonder if that's ever happened to me because when I'm split up with, I'm gone. I literally ghost. My ex before uh, Naomi, we lived with each other. We had a conversation on the... No, she messaged me on the Friday. I was out Friday night. Messaged me. She stayed at her parents on the Saturday. And then we had our chat on the Sunday. We was both in the flat. And we ended it then. I said, don't worry, I'll get out of your hair soon enough. She was like, don't worry, there's no rush to get out. I mean, I understand, I've just dropped it on you. I said, no, no, don't worry. I think I can get out before the end of the week. I didn't know if I could get out before the end of the week. But I said, I'm not doing... I've done the thing of living with an ex over a prolonged amount of time. And you do your niceties, but then you start hating each other. Because one person just starts moving mad. Last time it was me moving mad. (laughs) This time I was like, right... I'll find a way out. And I think by the Thursday, yeah, by the Wednesday night, I'd moved all my stuff out. Um, and then Thursday night, I I just had a bag for like, I stayed at Thursday night, had a bag to pack for the next day. 
because I was heading up to a wedding. And um, so I came back late on the Thursday night, didn't talk to her on the Thursday night because um, I just pretended to be asleep when she came in, I was awake. And then, um, and then yeah, Friday, she'd, I'd have to get up early. I think she stayed away. So it was the Wednesday when I came, yeah, anyway. She said, basically, I hadn't, <laughs> I split, long story short, spoke to her on the Sunday. Came back on the Tuesday to confirm, got somewhere to move to, and then didn't speak to her from that Tuesday. And then I moved out Friday in the daytime. And that was it. Then I was gone. And I think I've shared one DM with her when something happened big in her life that was sad. And it was just the humane thing to do to um, say something. And that was a very short message. That was it. And that's the way you do it. But I'm just I'm having this uh, thing here saying about someone calling you bluff. I mean, if, if, she, if she ended it hoping that I would... Uh, do something to rescue the relationship, which I doubt she did, but whew, that backfired, didn't it? <laughs> you know what I mean? I just, yeah, I've never, I've never spelled anyone to call their bluff. I either want to be with you or I don't. Basically, I don't tend to end. I've never done the end things, and in the hope that it moves the relationship to a new thing. It's either I want to be with you, so I want to try and work it out, or I don't, so I'm going to end it. Yeah, anyway. I also didn't think she would have anywhere to stay. However, she took me at my word and left a couple of hours later. Go on, girl. Next day, I heard from a mutual friend that she'd been cheating on me with some guy from work. As soon as she left, she'd moved in with him. Bloody hell. He must have been like, fuck's sake. It was fun banging you by the photocopier when you had a boyfriend, but now you're at my doorstep with a bag saying you want to move in. I mean, that's removed all of the herbs and spices. Anyway, since then, I've been absolutely heartbroken. Over the past few weeks, she's been messaging me saying she still loves and misses me and that she made a mistake. She even says it's it's my fault she left and moved in with him. She wanted to sort things out, but I forced her hand. Some A-level lack of accountability there. Some of these messages are sent in the early morning, early hours when she must be in bed with her lover. That really stinks. I don't know what to do. Should I give her another chance? No, mate. No. Each time she messaged you, have a tug. Just get that edge. Do you know what I mean? Because there's a part of you that's like, oh, I just want to wanna smash again. <laughs> so, you make sure you just have a, a Tommy. Tommy the tank. And um, then I'll get your head right. That clarity. So you might even find out, no, I really love her and I want her back. Fine. I don't advise that, but the heart wants what the heart wants. And if that's what you want, then at least you know. At least you know. Right. Next one. Um, oof. Oof. So stuck. I was ready to leave my husband until his father was diagnosed with cancer. Yeah, because the PR on that's horrendous, isn't it? If your partner's parents ill and then you wanted to leave anyway that's why you just got you've got to just pull the trigger as soon as you can because there's never a right time it's all going to do more shit that's going to come up it's going to make you look terrible and yeah you can't leave now his dad just diagnosed with cancer now that uh yeah we need to talk god damn 
Dear Deirdre, after many years in an unhappy marriage, I was finally ready to leave my husband. But then his father was diagnosed with terminal cancer. Have you got kids? Is this like your kid's granddad? Let's find out. Now I feel trapped because I can't bring myself to divorce him at such a difficult time. Um, things that you can. You can divorce him and still be there for him as like just a human being, as a friend, as someone who you've shared your life with. You don't have to be married. It, it could be a thing of, you know, I don't, I don't want to be with you anymore, but... I'll help you through this. Because he's going to have to find his own support now. Because what's going to happen is his dad's diagnosed with cancer. Then his dad was, he's, he said it's terminal. But his dad ends up being an absolute fighter. And he lives for like four more years. So when, when are you going to do it then? Because his dad is technically dying for those four years. So he can't leave then. Then his dad actually dies. And then he takes it really badly that he's died. And then when are you going to leave then? When he's just like, all right. You've had six months ago if your dad died. Uh, we need to talk. Like, when, when is it going to be a good time? It's never going to be a good time. you got to end it now. I'm telling you, end it now. But be a good person. That's, it's easy. I'm 48. He's 49. We've been married for 23 years and have two grown-up kids. Our marriage hasn't been good for a decade. And we have nothing in common. Argue a lot and don't have sex. All right. Um, <laughs> there's not been any abuse. It's just that we have grown apart. I didn't want to hurt my kids, so I decided not to leave until they had moved out of the family home and established independent lives. That finally happened last year, and since then, I've been planning to tell my husband our marriage is over. I was just waiting for the right time. Again, never a right time. But last week, I came home from work and to find him in tears. He had a call to say his dad only had a few months to live. Oh, you better hope it's a few months. Um... <laughs> Perhaps a little longer if he undergoes treatment. You're like, I just bet you don't do the treatment. This is horrible, isn't it? This is horrible, guys. I'm sorry, listeners, but let's go. You just just bet you just don't do treatment. No, I think I think maybe you know you lived a full life, haven't you, Alfred? You you lived a full life. Maybe just say bye to your son and, and grandkids. Just just let it go. Just don't fight it. Alfred's like, I think I can fight it. You know, if I just. What have I got to lose by having the, having the treatment? You know, right? I mean, there's a one in twenty chance, but why not just take the chance? If I die, I die. Yeah, no, I understand, understand, understand. It's very optimistic, but you, you, what if it works and then you're in a worse place? You know, that's not really it working, is it? So, look, let me level with you. I want to leave your son, and if you fight this I will look like a bitch if I leave right now so don't be a bastard just just let go please <laughs> you know <what> I mean? <laughs> what is this how can I tell him I want out at a time he needs me most I'm so miserable but I don't want to cause my husband more pain um I am am I being selfish even to think of leaving him now. Yes, you are being selfish, but there's nothing wrong with that. You've got to think of yourself. What are you going to do? Stay with him and then you end up with some kind of manic depression? No. 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 Okay? It's just, you have to leave. Horrible timing, granted, but you have to do it. Ten year secret. My husband has hidden his porn addiction uh, from me for the past decade. Oh, let's define addiction. Okay. <laughs> his addiction. For me, addiction is when you're partaking in the addictive thing in scenarios where you shouldn't be doing it. You know what I mean? So, like, gambling addiction 
um, if you've got no surplus funds and it's a sport that you're interested in and you place a bet on it, I don't think that's addiction. Even if you bet every single game, um, every single day, I don't necessarily think that's an addiction. You, you're probably doing it too much, but it's probably not an addiction. I'm not a doctor here. But, but for me, addiction, when it comes to that gamble, for example, is betting on a flipping horse race in Buenos Aires. You can't even see it, but you need to bet on it. And you ain't got the money. You, you're now borrowing money. You're stealing money. You're in debt, and you're trying to get yourself out of debt by putting more bets on. What's going on in the Cambodian cricket game? Under 15's cricket game in Cambodia. I'm putting the bet on it. This is like, what are you doing? Stop it. That's what I think the addiction's there. So with this porn addiction, if you're having a little Tommy Tank when you got a little, a little free time and a free house, then hey, you pay the rent, you pay mortgage, right? Do what you want to do. But if you're like flipping at the back of the bus, everyone else is on Instagram and Facebook and Twitter and maybe threads, and there's you. It was on smuttyladies.com. I don't know if that's a real one. I'm trying to pretend like I don't know real ones. But anyway, we digress. You were on smuttyladies.com. Eh? Spend all your money on OnlyFans subscriptions. Yeah, you might have a problem. Anyway, let's see. Dear Digi, my husband has hidden his porn addiction from me for 10 years. Now I feel I don't know the man I married. I don't know what to do. I'm 54. He's 55. We've been married for 27 years. Over the past decade, I had suspicions that he'd been watching porn. But he's always denied it. Okay, so that, that's probably you being such a prude about porn. You might have your own real reasons why you don't watch porn as well. I mean, porn is a horrible industry. But anyway let's carry on he even accused me of being paranoid but when his laptop died i got someone round to look at it when it turned on again i saw his browsing history he'd been watching videos of young women doing disgusting things every single day depends what time it is <laughs> i got frightened but he finally admitted the truth saying he was ashamed but couldn't help himself that's him just trying to he, he could help himself he's lying he's like, i just like i just like it I could stop, but I don't want to. I, I don't know if I can forgive him. He promises he'll stop, but how can I trust him? I mean, if it's real addiction, shouldn't he just go get help? He didn't use the word that he was addicted. You did. You do it every day. A response from him to show that he's a real crackhead. is just like, well, you breathe every day. You addicted to breathing? Like, yes, yes, I am. I, I need it. <laughs> oh, dear. Um... Oh God! Usually, when the dear Deirdre's there, I know what it's about. This one, they've kept it, kept it a bit cryptic. So here it goes. Dear Deirdre, I checked my husband's wash bag and got the shock of my life. Dear Deirdre, I have stumbled across, and you, stumbled across a used pack of Viagra in my husband's wash bag. Surely this proves he's cheating on me. As the only time you've ever that we were we are ever intimate is when i instigate sex when i make love he's happy enough to oblige straight away there is no delay how do you know he's not just slipping in a little blue pill but i don't think he has made a move on me for the last year so yeah so he hasn't made any moves probably can't get it up you want it he's trying to spare your feelings let me pop one of these blues in he's like hey yeah i'm ready for it you're there on top having you know 
not time of your life, but having an alright time. And he's there just staring, staring at the ceiling, thinking about his favourite football team. I don't know. Anyway, I don't think he has made a move in the last season. I'm 51, my husband is 55, we've been together for 20 years, and aside from our slightly frustrating love life, I thought we had a strong relationship. I found his variable one day while searching for hay fever eye drops. But by chance, I checked a little side pocket and the inside were two packs. One had three pills missing with an expiry date of January this year and the other pack had two pills gone. Work takes me away regularly so he has the opportunity to stray. I'm due to go off for work again soon and I'm, I'm dreading it. I feel as soon as I leave, someone else is going to come sneaking in and have sex with him. Or he has sex with them. I don't think he's ever used the pills with me. So why has he got them? He must be cheating, surely. I am surprised and hurt by this. And I want to say something to him about finding them. But he is not good with confrontation and hates any serious conversation about our relationship. And if I'm really honest, I'm afraid of what he might say. I don't think I'm going to be able to forget and let go. I don't know which way to turn. You need to turn towards him. Yep. Turn towards him and ask him about it calmly. Leave it open. This is this is essential. You have to talk to him calmly. Because if you talk to him calmly and he gets riled up, he's cheating on you. If you go into guns blazing going, you're cheating on me, then he has every right to get all defensive and be like, what the fuck are you talking about? And then it just descends into madness. And then even if he is cheating on you, you, you don't know. You'll never know because he's he's now hidden behind the rage and your accusations. And then you're now going to be apologising for how you approached him. And you're never actually going to get to the bottom of what you're actually looking for. So, again, you need to stay calm. Stay calm. Approach him calmly. Let's go, hey, you, you bloody cheating on me, you bastard. Don't say bastard. That it's just hard to ask someone if they're cheating you calmly, isn't it? I, look, I'm giving you the advice, but I'm about to follow it myself. Cause for me to get to that state of calmness, I've got to get into like serial killer mode. Where I'm like, yeah, I want to see you grovel and cry and crumble when you're in a corner. And then when they give me a reasonable answer, I'm like, oh, yeah. <laughs> Where's the energy gonna go? Uh, oh god damn this is a madness love it though absolutely love it this is what dear deirdre is about this is right up there with proper dear deirdre this is okay sex stress my girlfriend complains my penis is small so i'm sleeping with my best friend now i don't know the details of this i don't know if your best friend is a woman and it's a woman that she doesn't like or it's a woman that she likes, or it's a dude. And if you if it's a dude, I kind of hope you're not bisexual. Like never been before. You just gone, fuck it, I'm smashing my mate, smashing my bedroom. <laughs> that is mad. Anyway, listen. Dear Deirdre, when we have sex, my girlfriend complains that she can barely feel me inside her. And to be honest, neither can I. Whew. I mean, guys, I'm loving the honesty you guys have in your relationship, but fuck. <laughs> you know what I mean? 
Jesus. I've, I've never heard that level of honesty. Like, no, I can't deal with that honesty. If, if that's what you honestly think, keep that in your head. Don't ever tell me that. That is a, that is a madness. No, even if it's true, I, I can't hear that. My ego is not strong enough to hear that. That's why I ask certain questions, because I don't want the answer. Am I the best you've ever had? What? Why do you say what? I said that very clearly. Yeah, hmm? No. No, not my life. No. No. It's just no. Not for me, that. No. So, um, anyway. Let's read on. She says, I'm not very big, but I've never worried about my size before her. I'm five inches long with decent girth. Oh, mate, then, yeah, you're not actually, you ain't got a micro penis. You're doing all right there. Have we ever considered that, you know, she's the one with the wizard sleeve? We don't know. Anyway, I'm 26. My girlfriend is 24. Recently, I had sex with my female best friend and she did nothing but moan and scream with pleasure throughout. She is 25. It felt good with her and we talked afterwards about how much we enjoyed going to bed with each other. Afterwards, I asked her what she thought about my penis size. She told me that she had absolutely no complaints and felt I was perfect. Because, yeah, because guys like to think every woman likes to, you know, the fucking Thor's hammer. It's bow. Well, no, not every woman likes that. But maybe your girlfriend, she does. She's looking for that Jason love. <laughs> hey. Anyway. Uh, my girlfriend says she loves me even though she, I'm not very big down below. She, she might have just been with some absolute monsters of guys. And that's what she says, just like really good penis karma. Anyway, I've started to have sex with my bestie more and more. I can't help but compare sex with her to my partner. What, but what's your bestie feeling like about this as being, being just used? Knowing that this, does, does your bestie know this is the reason, the motivation between you just banging her? I don't know. I just... Because that is crazy, right? It's absolutely ludicrous. Ludicrous. But yeah, um... I don't know, man. I don't be, you, you need to um, stop banging your best friend. That's, that's one thing you need to do. Or establish what you two really are and go for that. And leave your missus. But relationship's alright. I don't know. It's a weird one. I mean, I don't know what she expects from your ego. You're eager to sustain such critical hits. Because you, you can't just be just key, 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 at a man's penis. <laughs> that's not, that's not on. You know what I mean? You can't just be just like, yeah, small dick. You're right, small dick. Even if you do love them, like no, if this is, uh, but anyway, my recommendation to you is, uh, yeah, stop smashing your mate. Or have you told your missus? Did you even tell your missus that you don't like it? You don't like being told that. I don't know. It's I, but the ship sounds because, like I said, you smashed your best mate. You can't just not stop smashing them, and then your best mate still hangs out with you as a couple again after. It's it's just too much of a mess. Okay. So uh, that's what you need to do. Try to set up a threesome. 
Plus have a threesome so your girlfriend can see that your best mate loves your penis size. And then, I don't know, she must be like, well, I'll see how happy you are. You got my blessing. And then, But then she might be like, but if you're getting that on the side, I'm going to need that Jason Lerp. <laughs> oh, dear. Be careful what box you open up here, my friend. Anyway. That is the end of the pod, so it's a very short one. Um, I haven't, like I said, I haven't got anything to update you guys with. What's been going on in the world? Not much that I even care about. Like I said, a porn star smashed another porn star's missus, who's also a porn star, and they filmed it and they, they made money. That that happened. Um, I think Nigel Farage had his bank account closed by someone. He's opened your bank account with someone else. And... Um, and that's it that's it really so anyway people that is the end of the pod I'm getting out of here I'm done alright you tart um yeah I'll try and get the next week's pod out more on time alright is that okay Sorry, I'm talking to you look like I've been scolded by a manager this is my monthly appraisal anyway get get out of here skedaddle bye